The Paradox, Ponce de Leon, Explorer to the Florida Peninsula, in pursuit of the Fountain of Youth, Cloak and Dagger, Goblets and Staffs, Arcs of Covenants, Vestiges of Herostosity, for prosperity and a utopian, dystopian, perplexing, paradoxical, paradisal future. A lot of words for simply saying looking for heaven, looking for the perfect world here underneath some Sibylus in Egypt or on some foreign asteroid or planet orbiting our solar system, man constantly in pursuit of the God domain, the kingdom that has come. Nothing new. That has always been the case in history, in archaeology, in anthropology, proned and pined to be in pursuit for heaven. And yet never satisfied because the Tower of Babels that we build never reached there, collapses upon our own ignorance, arrogance, ego, foolishness, and God complex. So we cater to other men who piss in urinals like every man and have passions, weaknesses, foibles and flaws, like every man and woman. And yet still, we do not learn from the insanity of the constant repetitive pursuits that are plied and piled and nothing more than human intellectual dung. And why? Because what we resist the most is the simplest act of the acknowledgement of that which is higher than we are, our maker, who made us as we are in his image. But we have a virus that he does not. And that virus contaminates that God spark in each of us, of you. But you deny that. And when you acknowledge it, you acknowledge it without the understanding that it is not to be worshipped or followed or idealized. It is to be contained, controlled, and managed until the day of harvest when he ultimately, who holds the vaccine, the inoculation necessary to totally arrest the mutation, eliminate it. And metamorphize us into his image, transform us by his power, by his ability. And we go to doctors who have certain inoculations and certain cures and remedies, and we travel all over the world to get cured, but you won't travel spiritually to heaven to pursue your cure because you fail to acknowledge that man is not his own cure. Man is not his own cure. Remember that. 
the next time the doctor tells you you have stage four testicular cancer or breast cancer and try operating on yourself and see if it works. There are things you just can't do and definitely or should not do. The next time you get indicted for embezzling money from the Federal Reserve or your company or a major felony indictment, by a grand jury for some crime and you're facing life in prison or the death penalty, try litigating your own case. See how far that takes you. Where is your advocate? Where is your negotiator? Where is your benefactor? Where is your doctor? Man has a limited role in the scope of these things that we seek when we're looking for education and we go to a school to get scholastic knowledge through a professor, to be certified through that professor, to be accredited by a certain organization or institution. But we look to others to help us in our own pursuit. Would you not look to God more than look to others? You recognize the value of a doctor, a police officer, a fireman, a professor, a benefactor, a teacher, a coach, a sensei, a guru, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, but you don't recognize the value of a creator, God. Why? Are you that much an enemy, an antithetical to him? What is it in man? that makes him so prone to resist that which is his greatest asset, his ability to talk, to communicate with his creator who designed and programmed him. What is it in us that we'd rather a lie than the truth? We'd rather less than more. We choose the path of least resistance. Is it easier to believe in flawed man than it is to believe in a flawless God? Is it easier for you? And is it not because of that seed of rebellion, that shadow within humanity that has a built-in animus and hatred to God as a result of that infection early on in our development? Does that seed not sit incessantly, inherently, and sometimes quietly in your spirit, in your mind, waiting for the right moment for that trigger in order to activate that cell, then it comes alive to contaminate, control, and kill the body. Like a disease that waits latently in the cells until it's awakened by a weakened immune system, a weakened immune system. You are psychologically, sociologically weakened. And what happens? Trauma, abuse, culture, perhaps. An uninvited event that causes you now to lose sight and then blame. 
God does get blamed for everything that's gone wrong in your life, but he never gets the credit for anything that goes right in your life. So you are simply always looking for a a fulcrum, an impetus in which to reject him, to justify your rebellion, and to mask it and hide it in the pursuit of psychological and philosophical acuitous and circuitous plights that in and of themselves are disguised to do nothing more than to take you further down that rabbit hole. Self-awareness, really, that's your key, your self-awareness? Or is it a dependency upon someone else to bear you? The need of another person rather than the want or desire of them. Is that love? We're only in concert because we need each other. Is there not a want or desire? Need or not, do I want you? Do I love you? Do I desire you? Or is it only because there's a mutual exchange of something that I get in return? And if I did not need that, then I would not pursue you. I would not call you. I would not meet you. I would not talk to you. I would not love you. You have to explore that, but be careful that in your exploration, you disengage your attachment to God. That unbiblical cord, since your soul's creation is never detached unless you sever it yourself. Don't sever that. Don't confuse yourself with the clever words of men who think they know you more than your maker. And their words will tease you and tempt you. But ultimately, the words of men without the stamp of God will taint you. And in its titillation, it will try you. And you will end your life in a trivial cave, a casket of hell, completely absent from the presence of light and living only in the shadow of darkness. Remember that. Think on these things. Not sun, surf, sport, and sex but your soul, your spirit. It must at its core, all the things you do center around that nuclei, which is the God molecule, not the opposite way around. Everything in your life must be on his leech, not he on everything and life's leech. You've got to make sure that you put every component of your life, relationship, marriage, or singleness, dedicated in the service of God. There are some of us who have dedicated our singleness in the service of God. Obviously, mankind has to procreate to create a species, but God does acknowledge those of us who've committed our singleness 
to the service of God. But in all things, rather you are raising a family or rather you're ministering in the world as a single man or woman, dedicate yourself to God in control of you and not you in control of God. For you, if you are in control of God, it isn't God that you are serving. You are his creation, his possession. He made each of us for his good pleasure to serve his purpose. And if we forget that and we serve our own, then we relinquish our ability to see our destiny, our manifest destiny. A price was paid for that. It is a debt we owe to our maker. Remember who you are, what you were made for. Remember and talk to your maker. 